Today, as we have each day, we're going to travel on a journey into our body, moving with increasing sensitivity, increasing tenderness, as we fully inhabit, really open to this amazing living ever-changing field of aliveness that we call a human body, human heart. And so, as always in our practice, just beginning by reconnecting with the intention for kindness, for self-compassion. And if it helps you connect with that, you can place a hand on the heart. Or a hand on the belly or both. Just feeling the connection of the palms here with the warmth of the body. Just sending in your kindness, your care, your commitment to holding yourself with tenderness. And just feeling the breath moving under your hands. This flow of breath that lets you know that you are alive. And you can begin to invite the breath to deepen consciously. Not by pushing it so much, but by softening the belly, softening the heart, and allowing the fullness of the breath to open. You can feel the breath swelling the belly. And then the belly dropping as the exhale empties out. And as you deepen the breath, perhaps it opens into the belly and then widens into the rib cage, expands all the way up under the collarbones, and then empties all the way out. Emptying, emptying, emptying. The belly draws back at the bottom of the exhale. And then softening the belly to catch that next wave of breath. And then releasing the arms down by the sides. And as the next breath wave comes in, just floating the arms up and overhead, backs of the hands down to the floor behind you, or if the shoulders don't allow all the way overhead, just opening out to the side. And then exhaling the arms down again. And then letting the inhale float the arms up, nice and slow and easy. And then exhaling down. And continuing with this action with your own breath pace, we're going to be 
exploring today, moving in the arena of the shoulders, neck, upper back, heart. And so you can notice as you lift the arms up and overhead, if it opens the rib cage a little bit, inviting the inhale a little more fully into the upper chest. And then as you exhale and the hands come down, if it just helps the breath empty out, starting to make a little more room in the rib cage, synchronizing the movement and the breath. So there's this sense of the body floating on the waves of the breath. And also the, the movement of the arms starting to smooth out even the texture of the breath. The inhale and the exhale are about the same length. The movement like pulling taffy, elongating the breath, smoothing it, stretching it. And then the next time the arms come up overhead, just pausing here, letting the breath continue to flow. So the arms go all the way overhead so they're resting on the floor behind you. And again, if that's tense in your shoulders, just taking them out to the side and more of a V or a cactus shape. And then just activating the legs so you're flexing the feet, toes pointing up toward the ceiling. Just lengthening out first one side of the body, then the other. So you'll inhale, reaching out through the right fingertips, pressing the right heel away from you, lengthening that whole right side of the body. And then softening as you exhale, and then inhale, stretching to the other side. Again, it's nice to have some support under the back of the arms. So if they're floating in space, just we have them out to the side. If you can slide the support out from under your head, that can make it easier to get this length along the whole length of the body. First one side, then the other, as if you're climbing up a rope ladder. And you notice as you stretch one arm, how it makes space between the ribs on that side. And as you press that foot away, you're opening up the space between the bottom of the rib cage and the top of the pelvis. So you're making more room for the breath. And then you let that movement subside with the arms up and overhead. And then take a nice big inhale. And this time as you exhale, just gather that right knee in toward the chest, just squeezing the right knee in feeling the belly draw back as you empty out the exhale. And then just open the arms, extend the leg out as you inhale, opening a nice big breath. And then as you exhale, gathering the other knee in. Letting the movement of the knee in help empty the exhalation completely. And again, just alternating back and forth in this way, really feeling the effect on the breath. And if it feels any strain in extending the legs all the way, you can just keep whichever leg isn't moving through space, just keep that foot flat on the ground and the knee, and the knee bent. Otherwise, you can extend, open. And again, just this repetition, starting to oil up the body, connect breath and movement. 
feeling the fullness of the breath inhabiting these nooks and crannies of the body. And then the next time the right knee comes in, just pausing a moment here, just hugging the knee in toward the chest. Just taking a couple of breaths here. The right knee gathered in. And then taking the arms out to the side in a T, you can just drop that right knee over to the left. So you're coming into a twist. Just rolling onto the left side. Just a gentle release along the spine. And if you'd like, you can take that left hand and lightly place it on the right thigh or knee and draw it down a little bit. And you can play with the position of the right arm. You can have it out to the side or up more along the ear. And just notice how the position of the arm affects where you feel the twist. Often if you have the right arm lifted more, it takes it up into that upper back area a little more, right between the shoulder blades, letting that release. Feeling the flow of the breath. And then unwinding back to center, extending that right leg out. And just before you go to the other side, this pause. This is part of what makes it a meditative movement, is just noticing between actions the effect. Just noticing the effect on the spine, on the breath. Noticing where you're feeling the breath in the nostrils, the belly. And then just gathering that left knee in. And again, just gathering it in, gentle squeeze for a couple of breaths. And you can even feel a little pulsation so that maybe you open the knee a little away from you as you inhale. And then as you exhale, gathering back. So the movement of the knee back, the thigh bone back toward the body helps to empty the air all the way out of the lungs. And then just taking it into the twist so that left knee travels across the body to the right. Arms out to the side. You can either keep the head in neutral, looking up toward the ceiling, or you can turn the gaze to look out toward the opposite fingertips. And if you float that left arm up alongside the ears here, it can kind of move the stretch more into the upper back. Let's see if that's true for you. You can also just take it out to the side. Again, just feeling the loosening along the muscles along the side of the spine, the paraspinal muscles, especially in that upper back region, space between the shoulder blades. Just feeling that release. And then coming back to neutral, extending that left leg. And again, that pause to feel. Just noticing the effects. 
have floating the arms up now. So the fingertips are actually pointing up toward the ceiling with the palms facing one another, just out above the shoulders. And just with the fingertips reaching toward the ceiling, just lengthen first the left fingertips and then soften the root of the arm back into the shoulder and then reach the right fingertips. So you're broadening the space between the shoulder blades. That's a subtle movement. You can have the legs extended, or if there's any tension in the low back, just have the knees bent with the soles of the feet flat. Just feeling that broadening of the upper back, a little bit of space between the shoulder blades. And then fold your arms just so you clasp the hands around the elbows here, forearms directly above the shoulders. And just begin to gently glide the crossed arms off to one side. So the elbows may travel over to the right. And as you do, you can gently turn the head toward the left, rolling the head. And then the elbows, just like a carriage of a typewriter, the forearms travel back to center and across the body, and the head rolls the other way. So slowly moving back and forth like this, Starting to massage out, loosen the space between the shoulder blades. These small movements starting to bring a little relief, a little mobility into the upper back and shoulders. And next time you come to center, just switch the cross of the arms so the other one's on top. And continue a few more times, just with the sliding, gliding movement, feeling the shoulder blades peel a little away from the floor as the elbows cross all the way over. Just finding that space. And then coming back to neutral. And again, just releasing the arms down by the sides. I'm just pausing to feel. Just feel the back of the skull on the support beneath you. And again, I really suggest if you've got a lot of head support, um, coming into a more neutral position so that the neck can be in its neutral curves. And just feel here the connection of the back of the skull with the support beneath you. And just rolling the head slowly from one side to the other, keeping the back of the head on the floor, just again feeling the range of motion in the neck with no forcing, just exploring the delicacy of the neck here as you roll to one side and then roll to the other. And then turning the palms so that they face up down by your side. As you roll the head to the right, just gazing down at the right fingertips and just lightly gliding the right fingertips down toward your feet. So this is a very small movement. The shoulder is dropping and you're just rolling and gazing down at the fingertips. And then releasing that as you come back to center, roll to the other side and slide those fingertips down away from you. They're far enough from your body that you can actually see them. Just releasing the trapezius a little. Again, it's a small movement. The 
these micro movements actually can really release the muscles that hold the, the uh, head up. And then next time you come to center, just do that movement a couple of more times. But this time, as you slide the fingertips down away from you, roll the head the opposite direction. Just again, feeling the slight tug on the muscles along the side of the neck. So the head is rolling to the left as the right fingertips slide down a little. Just making a little more space. Coming back to neutral again here. And then just taking the hands up and just as we did the other day, rubbing the palms together. Bringing the hands up to the skull. And just beginning to massage the skull here. Really digging your fingers in in a nice, firm way. And paying a special attention to the area where the skull meets the neck. So you're actually massaging into that soft spot right at the top of the neck. There's a big plexus of nerves here. And then massaging outward from the center of the base of the skull all the way out along the base of the neck all the way down to the jaw, massaging the jaw. Smoothing out from the bridge of the nose, out along the cheekbones, the ridge of the eyebrows. Smoothing out from the center of the forehead, massaging the temples. And then coming to the space of the ears and just tugging along the rim of the ears here. Tugging outward and just releasing the tension that can accumulate. And then interlacing the palms behind the skull, just interlacing the fingers here, and just very gently lengthening the back of the skull, moving the elbows toward one another, and just gently drawing the chin down. So you may lift up the back of the skull off of the floor, but you're not doing a big sit-up crunch. You're just gently stretching the back of the neck here, curling up and then releasing down. And then coming all the way down, pressing the elbows down, keeping that clasp. And just press the elbows down and arch the back of the neck, letting the jaw fall open. And then again, just drawing the elbows toward one another, curling up. The jaw comes closed. And then releasing back down, pressing the elbows Arching the back of the neck a little, opening the jaw. Just releasing the tension here. A couple of more times back and forth. And then 
and letting that movement subside. And again, just pausing and feeling. Jaw, neck, head, breath, neck and shoulders. Just noticing the effects. And we're going to do a little movement here with some support. And I'll demonstrate this to you. It's a great way to use your meditation cushion to release the upper back and shoulders. So I'll show you with a couple of different meditation cushions at different heights. With these squishy kind of beanbag filled ones, you can kind of put them on their side with the ones that are more firm. That doesn't work so well, and you'll put it just crossways here. But you'll take it and just get a little bit of support. Have the knees bent, soles of the feet flat, and just lie back with the upper back resting on this support. You'll clasp behind the skull with the elbows toward one another, and then just lean back over the support, really cradling your head. And you can just lift up, press into the feet, and just roll back, kind of massaging that spot in the upper back. And then you drop the pelvis back down. So you're just getting in here into that upper back between the shoulder blades area. And just play with the height of the support. You know, you can do it with a bigger flat one to just get that support right behind the heart and up and down and really support the skull. And it's nice if the elbows come toward one another rather than winging out to the side. You'll you'll find that you can kind of get into that shoulder blade area a little more. Just massaging back and forth. It's just a little self-massage of the upper back here. And so you're really kind of pressing into your feet to come up. So it's, you're not doing a core strengthening where you're just dropping back and pulling up with the core, but just kind of more of a seesaw. As you go back, you'll press into the feet to lift you up and over. That's a kind of seesaw motion there. It should feel really nice in the back, a little massage of the upper back, that spot, you know, when you're sitting. And then when you've really kind of gotten in there to your satisfaction, you can just come back down, slide the support out from under you, and just come down onto your back again. And again, just feel the effect on the upper back shoulders of that kind of massage between the shoulder blades. And then from here, we'll move into this movement that we have been doing every day now of the massaging the spine through the the bridge posture. So just bending the knees. Placing the soles of the feet flat and the knees pointing up toward the ceiling here. And just before we move into the larger movement, just again exploring the mobility of the spine. So there's that exhaling, tucking the tail under, pressing the low back down. 
And then the inhale, blossoming the belly open, pressing the tailbone down. Starting to undulate the spine from the tail. And letting the movement travel up the spine so that the head starts to get involved. And we did a little working with the neck earlier. So you can notice maybe there's a little more ease here as you arch the low back, drop the chin, lengthen the back of the neck. And then tuck the tail, open the throat. And then letting that movement become larger so the next time you tuck the tail and press the sacrum down, just inhaling, blossoming the belly, pressing into the soles of the feet, lifting the pelvis, lifting the heart, and then pouring the spine down on the exhale, emptying, emptying, emptying. And just going up and down like this back, and forth. And you can get the arms involved in the movement. Floating the arms up and overhead as you inhale and then down as you exhale. And we explored earlier when you were moving the arms like this how that affected the rib cage and the movement of the breath into the upper chest. So now that you're really lifting that upper chest You notice the space that's created with the movement of the arms, the spine, for the breath to travel into that different quadrant. And then the next time you lift up, just pausing for a couple of breaths with the pelvis lifted. You can sweep the arms back down by your side. And it's nice to get a little more lift into that chest area. If you'd like, you can press the upper arms down, bend at the elbows so that the fingertips point up toward the ceiling, palms facing one another, and really press down into the upper arms and elbows. And notice how that lifts the chest a little more. The palms facing one another, fingertips pointing toward the ceiling. Feel that lift. And then release down the hands. Pour the spine back down. Again, just pause and feel the whole length of the spine. And notice where the breath is felt in the body. So in the meditation this morning... Susie was really leading us into exploring the sensation, the image of the breath moving into all these different parts of the body. So as we move our body physically, you may notice that the physical movements opens up terrain for the physical breath to move, but also for your attention. You may find that you can feel parts of the breath that you couldn't feel before.
And from here, you'll just roll to your side, come up to all fours, coming onto hands and knees, facing the front of the room here. And if you need some padding under your knees, a little extra padding, you can use the Zabaton or some of the smaller square pads. And just continuing the movement that we were exploring yesterday of the rounding and the arching of the spine. So pressing into the palms, pressing into the knees, dropping the skull, tucking the tail under, really doming the mid-back area. And then letting the inhale flow in as you open an arch. Starting to, again, explore the length of the spine. And as you do this movement, really noticing the areas of the spine that move easily, the areas that don't have so much mobility. Usually the low back and the neck are quite mobile. And then just because of their structure, the mid-back area, sacrum, less mobile. So really noticing and finding the areas that are less mobile and seeing if you can bring the sense of fluidity in there. Just notice in your own spine, where is it tighter? And you can start to make the movement freeform, just moving the hips back, moving them forward, side to side. Maybe bending an elbow or another elbow. Just finding the areas that really <coughs> want to release. And then you can either just keep the knees down as you do this. Or if you'd like, if you're wanting a little more strengthening or, or um, a, a larger variation of the pose, just turn your toes under, start to lift the pelvis up into downward facing dog, and just continue this free form exploration there. So either one, totally fine. You can just keep the knees down, move and explore. There's plenty to explore here. Or if you'd like to lift the knees, just beginning to bend one knee, then the other, roll the hips from side to side. Maybe shift the shoulders forward over the hands and back. Just see what there is to discover. Again, fine to keep the knees down. It's fine if there's discomfort in the knees to sit in a chair and do this, roll the spine around, or you can come with the hands on the back of a chair, bend one knee, then the other. Just find the whole back of the body is opening in this posture, so just noticing. What wants to move? Where can you travel? Where can you explore a little bit? And some of you are lifting a leg out behind you and putting it down. You can do that on all fours. You can do it in dog. Just about another minute here of just finding your way. Just noticing what wants to open. 
where do you bring a little more breath through your movement? Just as you're ready, just coming back down to all fours if you're up in the downward facing dog. And just settle the hips back into child's pose, hips to heels, dropping the weight of the skull. If child's pose isn't comfortable, just stay on all fours or roll onto your back. Just feeling the breath moving in the back body, especially the area between the shoulder blades, area behind the heart. Really letting the weight of the skull drop. And coming up to all fours, we're going to do a little more exploration and release in that, in the shoulders, upper back. So from all fours, I invite you to just drop down onto your forearms and clasp your hands together and the elbows underneath the shoulders. Knees are down on the floor. And again, if this is not comfortable for you, you can come up to sitting in a chair. Just have the forearms level with the shoulders and clasp the hands together. You can do the same movement sitting in a chair. And if you're on all fours here, just begin to shift the shoulders forward toward the clasped hands and then back toward the knees. Elbows staying planted, just shifting back and forth. And the next time you shift back, keep the elbows planted down and just lift the clasped hands up so they're pointed toward the ceiling. So the elbows stay down, clasped hands up toward the ceiling interlaced. Just feel the effect in the back of the shoulders here. And if it's more comfortable to just keep the hands down, you can just keep the hands down. Otherwise, you're just lifting those clasped hands, shifting the hips back, really moving there into that space between the shoulder blades. And then shifting forward again so that the Forearms come down, keeping the hands clasped. And you can either continue with that kind of back and forth movement we were doing, or if you're wanting more strengthening and energizing, you can tuck the toes under and lift the pelvis up. So again, very individual here. We'll each want something a little different. And again, this can be done just seated in a chair, moving the arms up and down. So either with the toes tucked under and the hips lifted, so that you're in more of a downward dog with the legs, or keeping the knees down. Just again, glide back and forth, kind of opening out those shoulders. And then if the knees are lifted, bringing them back down. Coming back up to all fours. And again, folding back into a 
child's pose, or all fours, or on your back, or seated in a chair. Whatever way you can really just fold forward, release the weight of the skull, drape the arms, and feel the breath moving in the back body, back between the shoulder blades. And from here, just rolling up and rolling up so that you're coming to an upright kneeling position. And again, this we're going to do a little movement with the breath here. If it's not comfortable kneeling on the floor, you can sit in a chair or stand. It's just a movement to begin to open and energize the upper body and release the spine. So you'll just inhale, floating the arms up and out, as we were doing this morning, gathering, gathering, gathering. And then as you exhale, sweeping the arms out to the side and coming all the way back down to child's pose, or if child's pose is not comfortable, just to all fours and dropping the head. And then the inhale rolls you up from the base of the spine, opening, gathering, And exhale, all fours or child's pose. Emptying out back to a seed shape. And then blossoming up like a plant. Opening. And folding. And just letting that movement roll through you. Again, if this is not comfortable on your knees, the same thing, seated in a chair. Inhale and exhale and fold. Just let the movement roll through you. And then you can start to add another movement in that, again, starts to massage the upper back. So as you inhale up, just exhale, fold partway, draw the elbows down, and squeeze them toward one another. Inhaling up and opening, and then rolling down, folding down again. Just adding that in, kind of dance-like movement. And whenever you feel complete, just settling all the way back down into child's pose again. Releasing the weight of the skull. Feeling the effect of the movements on the temperature in the body, the breath. Flow of aliveness through the body.
Noticing what you're feeling. And then from here, just rolling up, we're going to move into a supported restorative pose here. So I'll demonstrate it. It's a little different from the one we did the other day. So I'll show you. It's kind of a variation on the theme. But it's a way of opening the upper back um, uh, and chest, really targeting that in in a supported posture. So I'll show you two different variations depending on how much of a supported back bend you want. So I suggest you start with a, just a slight support. And what you will do for that is just take your zabaton, fold it about a third of the way so you've got this kind of tail coming off of it. And I'll demonstrate before you do this because I want to show you both versions and then have you do them. So this is just going to be a little bit of a support under the upper back. So you are going to just lie back over the support so that the folded part comes right behind your heart. Your head rests on the kind of the tail, the unfolded part. Your arms can either go out to the side or just rest down on the rib cage. And you're really positioning yourself so that the tops of the shoulders just lightly come over the edge of the part that's folded, of the support that's underneath you. So that the opening is really not the low back, but the area behind the heart. If your upper back is quite flexible and this doesn't really feel like it's giving you the, the uh, opening that you want, you can make the threefold that we had the other day. You still place that across the top of the mat. And you can place the cushion one side of it right back behind for your head. So here the thicker roll, the whole roll goes behind the upper back and the head just rests onto the cushion. This will give you more. You can see how I'm getting more of an upper back stretch. But if you're not sure, I suggest you start with just the lower version. And if you're feeling confused about all the origami folds here, I'm happy to show you again what we're what we're looking for. The basic essence is just to have a, it should feel really yummy. And if it doesn't signal, and I'll come around and help you. You definitely want enough support under the back of the skull that the neck doesn't, and chin doesn't crane up. And again, in this one, we're going for not so much the lumbar support. as maybe slide it a little more up this way, so right there, like there. See if you can get a little more yummy. Yummy. Yeah, yeah, just right there between the shoulders. Does your head get good there, or do you want a little support? Great. So if your chin is angled back, I'm going to suggest a little more 
uh, back of the skull support. How does that feel? Good. Yeah. Want a little more? No, it's good. Yeah. 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 So if there's this feeling of like the chin stretching. And give a little more back of the skull support. And so you can notice that the support of the props <laughs> opening the upper chest. Just notice where the breath moves. Maybe the diaphragm widens as the ribs wing out to the side. Maybe the breath fills up into the upper chest, up underneath the armpits and collarbone. Just noticing. Just for the next few minutes, just being with, tracking with the flow of breath in the body.
if you're feeling absolutely deliciously comfortable here, you're welcome to stay in this backbend position. Otherwise, I suggest sliding the props out from under you so that you're flat on your back and just moving the bolster or the roll behind the backs of the knees. The upper body's flat on the floor and the legs are just draped over the support. If you're feeling no strain in the back, you're really at ease with the back bend, you can just stay here. And I'll just stay a few more minutes here, just really resting in the embrace of gravity. Resting in the flow of breath, flow of sensation.
and over the next minute or so, just gradually, slowly, no sense of hurry, just transition to your seated meditation posture. Just noticing where you sense the movement of the breath in the body. The body is an interconnected web. So the movement of the breathing can billow through and be felt anywhere in the body, travel anywhere in the body. So having moved and explored the body, just notice with each new inhale, where does the breath travel? Each new exhale, where does that movement of the breath travel?
Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.